money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? Oh, we're talking more than money today. But yeah, I'm ready. We always talk more than money. This is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. So we talk about money. We talk about the heart. We talk about stuff that probably shouldn't even be aired at some point. But So if you haven't heard that stuff... My plug for the archive shows, of course, go back to the shows, morethanenough.ca. You'll find them all archived there, chri.ca. You'll find them all archived there. And then, of course, we're on multiple platforms in terms of podcasting. And wherever you pick up the podcast, leave a review. It it just helps immensely for our rating and for keeping it on. So iTunes, tune in. Google Play. Uh, Google Play will be soon on on Spotify. So lots of lots of places you can just get it pumped into your your technology, and then sit down, grab a coffee as you're doing this morning, and pull up a chair and this listen to this great conversation about dying and eternity. That's and, what we're and I have to plug. We've got Brent Vandermeer yes, here do. again. <laughs> uh, he was here with us last week. We're continuing the conversation, although I think we're actually starting a new conversation. But Brent is sponsoring the show this morning. And so, again, Brent from Vandermeer Wealth Management and Hollis Wealth. I've been practicing all week. No, I haven't <laughs> been practicing all week. But they're bringing the show this morning. We love having you on, Brent, partially because you have so much knowledge to give, but also you've got the heart that just lines up with the heart of people who don't know what they don't know. They've got some money, some extra. They're living with more than enough, as I often say. And you and your team take that and, you know, you first of all find the client's purpose and then you use the resources that they bring you and, and your professional stewards um, and, and use that in the financial way to grow, make more so that you know, it can be used for the purposes that your clients have for you. So welcome to the show, Brent. Thanks for having me here, Dave and Reb. It's really great to be back again this week. Good. Awesome. So I uh, do. do You're I, doing the scripture I, I, today. I was just going to say, I feel like, man, I'm kind of pushing in on, on your on my territory. This is Reb's territory. I know. This is Reb's space. I, I gave it to you to push on, though. Okay. So, so I have permission. So Luke chapter 12 is, is where we thought we'd start today because really the... The topic, as we as we look at today's topic, we're going to talk about estate planning. We're going to talk about what happens to our finances, not what happens to us, but what happens to our finances mm-hmm. as we die, or our spouse dies, or and and it's an awkward conversation. It's not a conversation you often have. And here we are, Friday morning on the radio. And please don't turn it off. Please don't be afraid to talk about this. I know that I I personally don't understand it. Maybe because I've lost people in my life, and I see the huge value of talking about death. And being prepared, so don't turn the radio off because this and, is going to be said really the perfect good. World. I mean, this is something that just needs some planning, and and the reality is is that if you plan through 
and think through some of these issues while you're alive, it actually ties into your own stewardship. It ties into to the the responsibility we have of managing the wealth that, that we have here. But it also uh, a little bit of planning is is like a gift to those who are grieving. Well, you know, agreed. You're, totally you know, agreed. It, a yeah. little bit of planning, and and it goes so much smoother in terms of assets, in terms of what happens, and and the reality is, is, um, and and maybe I'm a little weird, and okay, I can I can give that, but there's just something about knowing that hey, I've, I've even if I'm not here on this earth. That the resources and the wealth and the and the that the legacy I can leave can actually go on more and more and more for maybe even decades, maybe even a hundred years after my death, that I can still be impacting the kingdom with the resources that God's given me. Like that to me is kind of cool mm-hmm. and and gets me going. So so here's the, the the scripture that we actually want to to just look at today, Luke chapter twelve. And uh, it starts really um, where a, a man comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, somebody's died. My brother and I are fighting over the inheritance. And tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus, who actually is the judge, <laughs> but he comes back with, man, who appointed me a judge or arbitrator between you and your brother? And then he says this, he says, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist of the abundance of possessions. So he's, as in Jesus fashion, he nails exactly what's going on here, that you're full of greed and you need to to go. And then he tells the parable or he tells this story about a rich man. And I won't read through, but the essence of the story is this, that the rich man is blessed and then, in fact, he becomes more blessed and he decides that, you know what, I'm going to take that money and I'm just going to stick it away in a barn. I'm going to build some bigger barns and, and I'm just going to take life easy. And to me, again, as we talk about this topic about planning and God doesn't necessarily give us the resources so that we can, okay, I'm going to sit back, relax and coast for the next 30 years. That's not his purpose. He actually mm-hmm. calls him a fool. You fool. He Look, calls him a fool. He does. Yep. That you, your life is going to be taken from you today, and he dies. And mm-hmm. you, we were talking on and the And the way- comment, of course, is, is then who gets your money? So this is where mm-hmm. we talk about this, this whole planning and stewardship part. So the stuff is sitting in the barn, then... Okay, well, it, now now it just goes to people that you don't know, you know. And again, we know who when when estate planning happens, if it's not planned, all of the decisions then get put into the government's hands. And so now somebody you don't know starts dividing up your estate as per a formula that someone you don't know has, you know, thought that this is going to be equal for everyone, and it never is. Uh, and so you know that's. A whole different issue and we won't get into that today but you know as but we i i this, love that you on the way in that we, we were talking about this this morning and how you said i it just never really struck me that estate planning is an act of stewardship mm-hmm. like yeah. saying that clearly that it's left left for the kingdom purpose and 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 taking care of your family, your children, and all of those things is rightly mm-hmm. so. But there's a lot of people we know that set, give it to charity, are are putting it to work in different places, and that 
even in death, mm-hmm. our physical death, though we won't care, and we're we're alive mm-hmm. in heaven as as followers of Christ. You know, it's still it's still working. It's still a seed that's been planted and bearing some kind of fruit. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, and that's why we've asked Brent because um, he. Uh, we we have run into issues with people who haven't been prepared at our office, and I guess that's what prompted this show and Ian McLean's show a couple right, weeks yeah. ago. If about you didn't hear Ian's th- show, yes. I mean, he's a lawyer who who came on the show and talked, and he has been the one sitting next to the bedside of someone trying to figure out what what do we want to put in this will because we have to do something. When, when fifty and, yeah. to sixty percent of Canadians don't have a will and mm-hmm. don't have a plan, it, it's it's concerning when. It, it can be done. So um, just to speak to that, so do you help people in your office kind of put an estate plan together? Right, yeah. So last week we talked more about uh, the accumulation part, finding people's purpose for capital. But part of being a steward, as you talked about earlier, is is doing this full circle part of developing a, a complete financial plan is you look back through all the different fa- or you look forward to all the different phases mm-hmm. of life and say what could possibly go uh, off the rails and change this plan or what 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 what's my intent for all this capital if i pass away earlier than the financial plan says um, how do i take care of those who i love who i'm mm-hmm. responsible for do you have a spouse do you have kids do you have other family that um, you want to take care of do you have that extra child called Charity, Charity, right? Do you do you want to give some money and include them as part? And when you get into that, that's where the experts, like the lawyers, and and us as the as the quarterback, the financial planning firm that sees the big picture of your goals and says, how do we organize or position all the chairs on the deck of the ship to be in the right spots? Mm -hmm. Right? What what are we going to do? Let's quantify. Like we we get into the tax planning and the whole. How do we? optimize the transfer of that money to the people that you love. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of little things in that as you dig into it. Mm-hmm. Just but practical things too like you know I have a I have a family with four young kids and uh, uh, you know I sat back once and said what happens if I don't come home today from work if God takes me home what happens right? And I thought well I don't want to be the carpenter whose house is not fixed or the cobbler mm-hmm. whose kids don't have shoes right? I I need to make sure that I've taken care of things and it's it's bigger than even just the one parent's death. But what if there's a second? What if both parents pass? It's mm-hmm. the second death that 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 often has even bigger um, issues and things like, you know, do your kids go to live with a loved loved one? Who, who is that? Who is the guardian? Um, who takes care of the money? Who's the trustee? Um, do they still live in your house or do they move mm-hmm. to the other people's house? Is there room for that? I mean, I have four kids. I can't imagine foisting four kids upon a family that, you know, will take, will help us and thinking there's no room for them, right? Mm-hmm. And let alone how do they afford putting four kids through school? Um, do, do we have thoughts on what kind of schooling we'd want to have there? Do we have ways of funding? Okay, that now, care for now them? I'm just like, okay, I better stop because it's, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> We, but we, there we, are a lot of things to, to think go through, through right? right? You know, and that's and, part of the process yeah. that we go. That's my point in trying to let, letting people mm-hmm. hear that um, as you slowly go down this path. I don't want that to be like a daunting, scary mm-hmm. thing. It's just let someone who's done this thousands of times sit with you and say, "Let me ask you this question." Okay, based on that answer, let me ask you this.
this question. Things that, as you just sit down with a piece of paper, you won't think about, right, on your own. Some of those questions, and you have some um, a link that you're going to give us at the end for to for so people can like go through some of those those questions. questions. Yeah, Um, because sometimes a lawyer does like the lawyer doesn't necessarily go sit with you and go through those nitty gritties either. Like some of them might. Some some of them might. I mean, it depends on the lawyer, but it it it. I guess this conversation is just get wanting to get people thinking about Correct. what and and I I'm sensing this like oh, it's with finances in general. I'm just going to ignore it because right. it's just too <laughs> much intentional thinking, too mm-hmm. many decisions to make, and I'm too tired. I'm trying I'm trying to make ends meet for my kids now. Yeah. Why do I have to think about it down the road? Absolutely. A- and we're saying if you can, you know, hand pick some days this summer or a Saturday, put it in your calendar and say I'm going to work through some of these questions just to have them written down for myself. Mm-hmm. Just, just mm-hmm. you know, whether you immediately go to someone or not, but just start thinking through. Dave and I always say, you know, to to get the ball rolling in your finances, a financial date with your spouse is a really good thing. And this is a date, like, and we mm-hmm. actually we have called. We have this little thing at home and we call it a drop dead binder. And I haven't had it on my fridge. Like people laugh at it, but I'm like, this is my to do. Really? They laugh I, at that? They do. <laughs> and I know it sounds like morbid. Someone told me that is really morbid. I'm, but you know, if Dave and I drop dead, my kids can take the binder off or they can go into that special file on the mm-hmm. computer that my children know about and they can see there, what do I want for my funeral? You know, all those details. But then, you know, what's going to happen to us? Where are you? for our guardian to come and live for a year you know in our home while we still have a young ones at home right Mm -hmm. all of those things are written down our wishes and it's it it makes the grieving process so much easier when my brother died 16 years ago it's it's we always said it was like he knew he was going Mm. because he went about a month before and made sure all his policies were in place his insurance he went to the bank they were in the middle of talked to his financial advisor he talked to a financial Mm -hmm. advisor and and he sat down with my brother other brother and he said you know what the and it wasn't because he was prepared that way only but he said you know what i i could go home now i've Mm. i'm living the good life i i i would if the Lord took me and it was like he knew because a month later he was gone and and the provision for the family is still in place. It's still right. it doesn't mean it was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think that's why I'm so passionate about this subject and I do love talking about it. We have to face the fact that we will die mm-hmm. like it's inevitable Guaranteed. so it, it's not a happy thought but it's also is a happy thought because yeah. jesus says that we are only passers-by we are sojourners and aliens on this land yeah. and that we are to live for the end so then how do you how do you care for what you have in the physical right now so that it's stewarding it so mm-hmm. that when you're gone, it's still honoring God and the kingdom. Like, And it's an act of love and service to the people that are helping take care of things after you pass, right? I mean, yes. it takes, it's still a lot of work um, for those who have done that kind of estate settlement and uh, cleaning up accounts at a time of grieving. It's the last thing you want to do and yet you have to, right? Even, even small things like 
bank bank accounts and uh, uh, or passwords to your email, like all these little mm, things that yeah. this question questionnaire that we've put together is just over the years thinking through and facing all these things where we thought that was hard. That was hard to deal with. Well, what if we could add this question to it and get people thinking about what they need to do in advance it just makes the process yeah, a listing, little bit easier listing passwords that's a whole well, yeah. <laughs> how is. do you get into your gmail account I right know. where or you try to log into the bank account and the password reset goes to the gmail account right oh how do i get into that that's to, to, right. to reset yeah. it right yeah. i mean you can you can go to the bank and you can work through that stuff but it's just it, is it easier right it's trying to make things as clean and simple as possible uh, in advance well, and, and having gone through that process with a number of clients, as they're, they're specifically, it just happens to be that the, the husbands have died, um, in my own experience, where, where um, the ladies are like, you know, I had some idea, my fingers were in some of it. But then you get to, like you said, some of the details and, and you know, specifically, I remember one, one client where there was all of a sudden $13,000 that just showed up in her account. And it took us four and a half months to find out where that money was actually coming from and whether she could actually spend it. So there was a, it was a little bit of a, well, we don't want to spend it if you know, we're not sure where this money came from. It just showed up in her account a week after. And, and so, you know, just even stuff like that was like, oh, my goodness, like, yeah. um, how do we navigate through that? Right. So so certainly a little bit of planning goes a long way in this area. But do you find that you get the couple that comes to see you about this or is it because sometimes in certain generations, um, women just aren't involved Mm. Um, in finances or in knowing, like in some of the experiences we've had in the office, sure. it's been the women who've lost their husbands. And then there's this whole, like they don't <clears throat> maybe always know how to do online banking or how to pay that bill or didn't, you know, do you get, get that? Or do you get people coming as couples and they're all very knowledgeable about their... There's well, uh, I think it's generational or a demographic thing, right? I mean, definitely, I think the older generation, um, 70 plus is definitely more like that where there is a dominant person. It's not always the case though, um, but I'd say on average. And I mean, statistically, I think it's clear too that males still pass away earlier than females. Mm -hmm. So st statistically, that's the most likely. It's not always our experience. That's right? why but I married an older woman. Oh, You're yeah, a wise, okay, wise man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for telling everybody that I'm older than you. Really appreciate that today. Uh, but <laughs> You're still only 29, so it's all good. <laughs> You're funny. Right, he's yeah. good. Uh, uh, but the younger generation is definitely more e equal that way. And my intent is to make it more equal. I always encourage people, even if there's, you know, typically one of the spouses or the partnership is more uh, in tune or more taking care of the money stuff. It's really important to have both people there because everybody has an opinion on it. Uh, when you start to ask these questions of who do you want to take care of the kids or do you mm -hmm. want your grown kids? Who is going to get the cottage? Uh, is it going to be shared? Well, the other spouse who may not have the dollars and cents ability certainly knows the relationship complexities in the family. It's mm -hmm. typically, I mean, right. I'm, I'm painting with broad brush strokes, but often it's if if dad is the money guy and knows all where the accounts are, he's sometimes clueless on the fighting that's going on between the grown <laughs> kids on this side, right? But mom knows, right? And right. so bringing everybody together to talk about what 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 do you think will work? What how do you want this to play out is really important to have everybody at the table. And again, we're not 
My firm is, as, as the wealth management firm, the stewardship firm, we're not creating and drafting the wills. We have a lawyer who works within our mm-hmm. company and, and right embedded into the team that facilitates this one-stop shop, sort of a boutique firm that can be done. But we'll also work with uh, lawyers outside the firm to coordinate and we'll, we'll, or the accountants to quantify the tax, to talk about do we create a trust, do we all the different tools and things that are in place, looking at the insurance policies, do we have the right amount, the right type, is, is the cost right, is it going to last long enough, all these things. Um, it's it's all part of creating a comprehensive plan, and that's what we love doing. And then we'll use each one of the professionals on the team, whether ones that we work with on a regular basis or the clients who has a longstanding relationship with another uh, lawyer or accountant, we'll work with them. And it's extremely right. important to have everybody around the table, not just sending emails or phone calls because it's inefficient, right? When we and that, and that's so we we end up uh, even in some cases if 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 people are open to this, we'll create a family meeting session. We'll facilitate. Yeah, I was saying, gonna, I was going to hope we were going to get there because yeah, I think we'll bring once it, once it's complete, once mm-hmm. once in a sense, mom and dad have decided, okay, this is what the plan looks like, or this is what uh, in a sense. Let's say it's it's ninety percent buttoned up, and, mm-hmm. and then okay, how do we communicate this to all of the players yeah. that, in a sense, are named, whether it's within the will or or have a role within the estate plan to go? Okay, so we want you to know uh, again how how do you position that right. in terms of that family meeting? Yeah, that's it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to have them more often than I'm successful at actually getting them done because the complexities in people's lives are always very different and unique. But I mean, just put it this way, the, it is the ideal because we can create all the plans we want and say things are going to happen this way. And then uh, as the time comes, you pass away. And then you didn't realize all these different things that were going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes and there's fighting and all of the mm-hmm. peace and harmony you were trying to avoid uh, falls away and, and it's a fight again. But if we had had everybody around the table and said, here are mom and dad's plans, here are the wishes, right? Here's what we want to have happen. Um, and you're being made aware of it. We'd like your input. We'd like to talk mm-hmm. about it, right? But they may know things that, you know, one kid may say, don't want the cottage or mm-hmm. the business, have no interest in running. Or actually, I do have an interest in, I've never said it before, but, you know, it's creating space to have open dialogue on what each person's plans or wishes or hopes are. And it often takes an outside group of people to help facilitate that because mm-hmm. the typical family dynamics could take over and not let yeah. the quiet one be able to talk or things mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, it's the ideal for us to do it. Um, it doesn't always happen, but it's mm-hmm. definitely our our hope. Is it part of what financial advisors do, this estate planning to this level? Or do you um, guys just, is that just something you... Well, uh, it's very unique from firm to firm. I mean, the challenge, I think, typically is that it doesn't pay, right? Mm-hmm. So the asset gathering focused firm, and, and being frank, that's 90% of what we do is we manage money for people, right? And that is this constant blaring news source feed demand of time and attention. Um, you have to be very intentional, just like we're talking to people listening here saying you were encouraging them to be intentional about setting time to focus on this. Mm-hmm. We we do too, right? Because yes. it's not always screaming to get done and it can mm-hmm. get dropped to the wayside. So I think many people want to build it into their financial planning process. Mm-hmm. It'll be part of the wheel on their website of their six-step process. You know, but how many really do it well? Um, less 
do that. I think a lot of insurance firms probably do a better job. Um, but the bias sometimes there is that they're doing it in order to sell an insurance policy right. because that pays, right? So it's right. trying to trying to get a team in place that may have those, you know, we will use insurance and we will get paid, but we want to try to show that our intent is is not to do that. It's trying to create the overall plan mm. that's there and in place um, and doing the right thing. So using the right tools mm-hmm. and products to mm-hmm. fit, but um, to do the planning first and then fit that in later. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think, you know, in a sense of it's a, um, it sounds really complicated. And as we come to the end of the show, you know, we're talking about all these pieces and things, but, but in the end, um, I, and I'm just guessing, and you can input on that, Brent, but I've, I imagine the vast majority of people isn't terribly complicated, oh, right? You know, it's, it's like, okay, totally. here it is. These are our wishes. You know, we have an hour meeting. We're going to pull in a couple of kids via technology because yeah. we can. You don't even have to come to the office. And and mom and dad want to share their wishes of how their estate is going to be um, managed when they're not here. Mm-hmm. We've got an hour. I, I guess Let's it takes go. the surprise out of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if I remember, you have three trust funds and six businesses and you've mm-hmm. got assets all over the world, okay, different story. Yes. And in fact, probably those people actually are having the meeting because mm-hmm. it's so complicated. And it takes years. And, yeah. And, and, but the reality is for most of us, we go through, you know, the the questions like you've you have and, and you we sit down, we spend maybe an afternoon doing that we discuss it amongst rebecca and i say and then we go okay mm-hmm. i think we're ready to meet with brent and and then a couple hour meeting with you would be yeah max hour one or two hours yep. maybe two hours especially yep. if we've done our homework ahead yeah. of time yep. and then another hour meeting where we bring the family in so you know if we break it down into those three pieces, you know, an hour or two, depending on the conversation between Reb and I to, mm-hmm. to, to ask, to answer the questions that, that we don't even know we should be asking, meet with you to tweak it mm-hmm. another hour or so to meet with the family. You know, again, that, I, I think I want to make sure that it's not that complicated no. and it, it certainly creates, saves thousands of hours and thousands of dollars. Sure after the fact if it's not in the pl- in place yeah and lauren and- jackson always said if you want your children to still be hugging after you die tell them in advance <laughs> what your plans are advice. yeah great he advice. Uh, he's a mm-hmm. firm believer in mm-hmm. sitting down with you and he said and you tell them what you're doing you're not asking them permission no you're telling them this is how it's going to go because that's just the way it goes but all right well we only got a few minutes left and and if i remember right last week we didn't answer end in prayer no you didn't pray because because we were out of time we only have so much time so if you want to just pray with us and and then we'll finish up (laughs) father i thank you for your care for us i thank you that um uh, you have made a way for us for eternity that we can look forward to something so beautiful um, and life with you forever. And Lord, in the meantime, I sense a fatigue on people um, to take care of money and money matters and debt and investments. It's an overwhelming task, never mind preparing a will and estate planning. Lord, I pray that you would move among us as your people 
to uh, to show us it's not hard. It's just one decision at a time. Lord, I pray that you would help us be stewards of all of these things and all of our children and all of the land and wealth that you've given us in a way that will honor you while we live and while and after we pass. I thank you for Brent and his ministry to people and for other advisors in this city. We pray for wisdom as they handle people's wealth. Lord, I thank you um, uh, for uh, the care again that you've given us in Jesus name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with us, Brent. It's a pleasure. Thanks there for is me. so much more to talk about around this. And, and uh, of course, we'll have you back uh, again. Thanks for sponsoring mm-hmm. the show, Vandermeer Wealth Management and Hollis Wealth. I got it again. You got so, it. Excellent. So, and there are going to be links to some of the things that we've talked about today mm-hmm. on the show notes, in the show notes. So um, if you have more questions or just go on Facebook and send us a message and I'll get you the information you need. Lots of ways to reach out to us. Morethanenough.ca obviously is the first one. And that's where you can get the, the podcast as well. CHRI as well. You can reach out to us through that, but uh, directly at morethanenough.ca. And then podcast is on just about every platform we can do it so join us next week when we talk money let's talk money is a division of more than enough financial fitness where god is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow for more information or to comment on today's show please visit morethanenough.ca